Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the Bavarian Podcast Works show. Today, we are reviewing Bayern Munich's Champions League quarterfinal draw and also the semifinal brackets. I'm here with Schnitzel today. And hi, Schnitzel, how are you doing? Hello there. I need no name. I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. And uh, yeah, the holy celebrations are underway, as you already know here. And it's it's pretty big in India. So I wish yeah. you a happy holy you and your family. I hope you, you had some fun. And obviously, I guess you can also reference Lewandowski's recent, uh, I think, was it a post? Yeah, that, sure. it wasn't a post. Yeah. It was on TV. If you didn't watch the draw, right before the draw, there was a TV spot by Lewandowski where literally he wished us all a happy holy in India. So like yeah. the that was that was good of Sony to get him to do that. So I, I like that. And of course, then we had the draw itself. And that is pretty much the most exciting thing that has happened to me today, um, sadly. But yeah. <laughs> The draw. We got we got Villarreal, and um, as someone who did watch Villarreal versus Juventus last night or the night before, it it's it's an interesting draw in my opinion. So first of all, I'll ask you, what do you think when you hear Villarreal? What what is your opinion on them? So I'm not ever a fan of facing any team from the La Liga because the La Liga. I think they all shit house. They all waste time and are super physical. And they make you go through an excruciating period where the players are susceptible to injuries. There's a lot of foul-mouthing and it's just not very pleasant to play any of these sides. And Villarreal is like your typical scumbag Spanish club, you know, with a very, very strong counter-attacking mindset. So they're definitely not pleasant opponents, especially since they beat Juventus recently. You would have more to say on that game, obviously. But I think uh, they are... Definitely a better draw than potentially facing the other powerhouses in the draw. So I'm pretty happy because it's going to test Nagelsmann, but it's also not going to be too hard for us to qualify for the next round. So I guess this is one of the better draws that we could have got. Obviously, Atletico and Benfica being the others. So what do you think? So uh, the way I see it is that there is only one thing that can do us in, and that is finishing. What happened to Juventus is that, first of all, Allegri, uh, his mindset is that he will never attack. And one weird thing that happened in the second leg, I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but we had both teams set up in a 5-3-2 formation. Like literally both teams had five men at the back. And then they both decided to try and counterattack each other. And the problem is Juventus had way more of the ball. And Juventus, you give them the ball, they don't know what to do with it. And even so, even with that, they managed to create a lot of chances. And one of the ways that they created chances was crosses from Juan Cuadrado going into Vlaovic and Morata. So I think the game plan here for Nagelsmann is pretty simple. Like, dominate possession, don't let Villarreal go out of their own half, and make sure the wingers are servicing Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller. Like, as good as Vlaovic is, I don't think he holds a candle to Lewandowski even slightly, and Muller is Muller. So that is the game plan for Nagelsmann. He has to execute that. Yeah. Do you think that because uh, Bayern Munich's style of play is so, so contrasting to Juventus, like, you know, we're the absolute opposites of Juventus in terms of everything we do, in terms of the overall philosophy of the game, the way we attack, everything. Do you think that would kind of uh, give us a huge advantage against Villarreal because Juventus is really slow and they play a brand of football that doesn't really help any teams in Italy anymore? So Yeah, so think- the thing is that football in Italy, um, I 
don't want to say this because I probably will share this with Juventus fans later, but football in Italy, in my opinion, is just a little bit out of date. And Juventus's football especially is like very out of date. Like I watched the game and neither side were pressing at all. It was like watching a game like highlights from 2010 where the teams had their defensive midfielders could literally go home, make a cup of coffee and come back and they would still have enough time to find a pass. So it was kind of weird that way because I've never seen games like that at least in the Bundesliga recently, even the tiny teams in the Bundesliga, they press the hell out of each other. And watching Villarreal not put any pressure on against Juventus made me think, is that really what they're going to do against Bayern? Like, or was it just an energy-saving tactic conjured up by Emery because he knew that Juventus really wouldn't attack them all that much? Like, they had most of the ball in that tie, but they didn't do anything with it. Whereas if you get Bayern most of the possession, that is suicide. Like, there is no team in the Bundesliga that has been successful parking the boss against us. It Instead, it has always been the teams that are successful have always come out and tried to press us high, make us uncomfortable. All the games that we've lost are games against Frankfurt or games against Gladbach. They, these games are always lost because we lose to the pressure of the opposing team. And VRL did not put up any pressure. So... Either A, Unai Emery completely changes his game plan and abandons that absolute passivity that we saw against Juventus, or B, that is what they do, in which case it is all up to Nagelsmann getting his strikers the chances, and then the strikers will have to convert, which is not a guarantee, as we've seen against Offenheim and Leverkusen. Yeah, I think uh, if, like, from what you say, if Villarreal don't actually press Bayern and, you know, try and create chances, then it's going to really fall into our hands because Bayern is very good against sides that, you know, like to sit back and give them the ball, especially under Nagelsmann. Like, we are very good with our passing through the middle. I've noticed that we use less of the wings, especially since Zane and Müller are so good at finding, you know, and converting chances in the half spaces. So yeah, this so could be a scenario where we actually kind of have everything playing our way except maybe the finishing aspect, which I really hope we bring our clinical boots on. So what I want to point out is that VRL, even though they do play passively against Juventus, they did close down those passing channels that you mentioned that Sonny and Muller are good at exploiting. One thing that we have noticed under Nagelsmann this season is that we tend to lose the ball a lot when trying to progress it, especially to a congested middle. And I think if we lose the ball in those positions against VRL, what will happen is that they will get like a 2v, uh, 2v1 or 3v2 against our centre-backs and then it's all up to Neuer at that point. That is actually what happened to Juventus. That is how they turned a 1-0, a sudden 1-0, which was caused by uh, Rugani giving away a penalty like right in the 80-something minute or 76th or something minute. And then suddenly they just cleaved Juventus open because Juventus had to push up and try to get a goal. And because of that, VRL got back into the game. And not only got back into the game, they suddenly had those spaces and suddenly they could show off their counter-attacking skills. And those counter-attacking skills are what we need to be afraid of. With Nicolas Zula possibly unable to be fit for the first leg and maybe even the second one, we don't know. And Alfonso Davies still up in the air as far as his fitness is concerned. That is something that worries me. I mean, look, I like Neuer. I know he's the greatest of all time, but like if we give him too much to do, to be fair, Juventus don't have a sweeper keeper. So that is one thing that they did struggle with in terms of playing out from the back. But what I will say is that even with Neuer, I don't want to have a system where we keep giving VRL chances to counter us. That will end yeah. badly for us. 
I think if we set up like we did against Salzburg with like Leo Izani playing as a proper winger on the left instead of like occupying the spaces Müller occupies and the wingers actually pass to our attackers instead of trying to like, you know, dribble their way through the congested yeah, defense. Yeah, that's, we'll have that's a very ideal good in my opinion. Yeah. But not a back three. Uh, we are, uh, that that is probably a topic for another time though, I would say. Yeah. The yeah. other thing is that... Uh, like we should just point this out our first game is away and the second game is at home which is um a huge advantage like it's not only for this game but also we are away next like our bracket is the second away team uh sorry we are the second home team in the semi-final should we make it that far and i think the draw was very favorable to us because first of all vrl in this um uh, in this tie and then in the next tie we still get to play at home second so and since away goals don't exist anymore playing at home second is a huge advantage yeah yeah absolutely and the thing is even though it's so the other bracket is liverpool and benfica and yeah i think i speak for the collective Bayern fan base and probably all of football when i say that liverpool are huge favorites probably like they are huge favorites but everyone is supporting benfica in this one except Liverpool. that is true i really hope i I really hope yeah like look they beat ajax and we saw in our games against them they are not pushovers they can exactly possibly cause an upset so i wouldn't put it beyond them and on top of that i believe liverpool have lost trent alexander arnold for the next few weeks due to a hamstring injury so that might be costly for them in terms of also let's also remember that liverpool have a very close title race going on with manchester city so they won't be able to relax at all before the benfica game so with all those things in mind benfica have chance although it is a small chance and i think liverpool have made a very have basically made a hobby of beating portuguese teams in knockout rounds of the Champions League at this point ever since Klopp took over so um, basically uh, I think that we are in agreement that if Bayern Munich goes through we will be facing Liverpool in the semi-finals that that we are in agreement on that aren't we yeah I think uh Honestly, I don't want to think about that right now because yeah, we don't we don't need to think about that. Yeah, we yeah. still have like just... in Berlin tomorrow, and then exactly. so much more to talk about. Yeah, but <laughs> let's the other the, uh, let's just talk about the yeah. other other side of the bracket because that we can talk about as much as we want. And Absolutely. the interesting one I want to talk about is um, Real Madrid versus Chelsea. I'm actually frustrated that you know these days in the Champions League, Bayern Munich never actually gets Real Madrid like even a shot at facing Real Madrid before the finals. And it's kind of agonizing because I really wanted to face them in the quarterfinals, to be very That's honest. how you feel. I, I feel the exact opposite. I'm glad we're not <laughs> facing them, okay? I I do not need any more Real Madrid fans on my newsfeed. And I do not need to ban any more Real Madrid trolls on performing football works. Like, God, that was, that was so annoying when you used to face them. And Real Madrid in general, they just have this weird voodoo over us. And I'd rather that Chelsea or Manchester City, they deal with that nonsense. I don't need that in my life. And I think that with Real Madrid and Chelsea facing each other, two very good teams, one will be knocked out. And that is very good for us. And then next they have, what do we have? Uh, Manchester City versus Atletico Madrid, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think we can be in agreement that City are the favorites, but Pep being Pep and Atletico being Atletico, they can easily go through as well. 
I really want Atletico to, you know, do some of their usual magic against bigger sides. Like as underdogs, you know, they kind of love that position. And Simeone, he kind of drills his teams to just sit back and counter and just, you know, defend with their lives. And that worked out very well against Man United. But then again, Man City is no Man United. So this is going exactly. to be a very good picture. And Simeone, um, you remember, like, this is the first time I think Pep is rematching Simeone since... What Bayern Munich twenty sixteen? Yeah. That's that game where Thomas Muller yeah. missed a penalty and God, um, God, that that was a dark game. I I still have nightmares of the Yano Black from that game. Like we had like four point something xG and we only exactly. scored like what we only scored twice. Lewandowski scored in that game, by the way, which some people forget. And I think it was a penalty, right? Yeah, it was a. Was it a penalty? No, no, no. It wasn't a penalty. He scored from open play. Uh, okay. It was Xabi Alonso, I think. Xabi Alonso Lewandowski. scored from a free kick, as far as I remember. Yeah. yeah under did. the wall. Yeah. That, that was... And then um, that uh, goal... Honestly, we got unlucky. It was his Atletico. And also, in the first leg, Pep being Pep, he benched Muller for Thiago, which was just such a bad decision. Exactly. And, yeah. you know... So, I hope Pep has learned some of his lessons. And I think that in terms of just which team I think will go through it'll be Manchester City because they have more quality and they match up well against teams that really just park the bus. But that being said, you can never rule out Atletico no matter who they're playing against just because of how efficient Simeone is in terms of getting these results. If they make it to the final, I wouldn't be surprised at all, in, in fact. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Simeone has made a career out of just knocking out bigger teams. And yeah. you, can, you can say that their, atta- their attacking style and, you know, the way they counterattack, the way they use the few chances that fall to them and the way they defend, you know, with their yeah, lives. It's, and it's also else. so annoying to face them just as a bigger exactly. team. Exactly. So yeah. even if Man City goes through Atletico Madrid and qualifies for the next round, I think they'll be super exhausted by then. Like, uh, it's yeah. excruciating. Yeah, it's, the, even if they're exhausted, though, they have such a huge squad like two starting 11 so <laughs> that is true. they, they can they can yeah. figure it out I, I have no sympathy <laughs> for Manchester City uh I mean, in terms of Real it seems in terms of Real Madrid Chelsea who, who who's your pick I honestly wow this is just all up in the air I think uh I I, I give it to Chelsea Real Madrid is going to qualify I, I give it to Chelsea I give it I think Chelsea uh always tend to beat Real Madrid like um Real Madrid don't have a good record against them and I think the way Chelsea are just set up under Tuchel, they match up much better against Real Madrid than if Bayern Munich would have faced them. Like, I think Bayern are better than Chelsea, but Chelsea are a better matchup, if that makes any kind of sense. It does, it does. But then I feel like, you know, the current turmoil within Chelsea, the sanctions, yeah. and the yeah, uncertainty of the players for take, next season. Yeah, there's a lot of to take the bus so. to Madrid. Yeah, this is exactly the sort of situation in which like Madrid can spring a surprise. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Madrid are just like a bunch of fighters, and it's kind of very annoying. They somehow get those wins, and you can say that they also kind of always have some part of the refs on their side, regardless of VAR or not. I think that might be changing. You know, you know the. Do you know the latest conspiracy on Twitter? What is it? So the conspiracy is that Bayern got an easier draw this time because we supported the Champions League over the Super League. That's why the Super League clubs got a little bit shafted. Ah, interesting. Interesting. Think about it. And now you're you're hearing that Real Madrid, now they have to play their first leg tie at home. And they are one of the main uh, advocates of the Super League. (laughs) Exactly. It's interesting, isn't it? So uh, let's see. Maybe maybe UEFA decides uh, no more more Champions Leagues for you, Real Madrid. Sorry. 
Um, yeah, and what's worse is after even if they qualify against Chelsea, they'll have to face Man City. They'll have to say Manchester so. City or Atletico. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Man City because if they face Atletico, they're going through. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah, know that so, for sure. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So that's if why we Man need. City, I, I would prefer Man City to go through yeah. just because of that reason. But on Man the City, other hand, yeah, flashbacks will give them PTSD. You know the. Yeah, but on the other hand, if Chelsea go through, I think they'll beat Manchester City. So and whereas Atletico <laughs> Madrid have a decent chance of beating Chelsea. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so yeah. it's an interesting wow. combination. Like both, both anyone could qualify. I think yeah. I think the fan bases on that side of the bracket must be ripping their hair out. There's so many things that could go wrong for them. Whereas here we are, we know what we have to do: is beat the team in front of you, go to the next round. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, for now, I guess we should just focus on Villarreal because I don't want. Any yeah, Villarreal. No. The thing is that Villarreal, it's not an easy game. That's the most it's deceptive not. part of it. It's just like, how do you even um like? Every time a team parks the bus, there is always a chance because of how football is just is as a game. There's always a chance that really they'll just smash a that goal in and then it's just, you know. Yeah, against Villarreal, yeah, you know, I hope we play better than we did against Hoffenheim and, you know, Leverkusen. Because, like, honestly, we tend to create a lot of chances, but we really suck at finishing lately. And... I mean, it's like it's it's something that can go away in one or two games, like the game against Salzburg when it was like a collective no, we're actually going to score with all our chances. And there are games when like we cannot, you know, score to save our lives. So yeah, if exactly. that sort of situation so, happens again, we'll be in big trouble because yeah. So the are, thing is that yeah. So yeah. the thing is that in one week we scored nine goals, and normally that would be like an amazing feat for any team, but. Instead of having like three three one victories, instead we had like two one all draws and one seven one victory. It's so lopsided. So I think that yeah. And also the thing about VRL, um, if we score first, I think we're done. I think that is where the tie really just uh implodes for VRL. Whereas if they score first, suddenly it's game on. Suddenly it's very difficult for Bayern. Like VRL will sit back, they will counter, and it'll be um it'll be a massacre basically. It'll be difficult we can equalize but i don't see that same remember that equalizing fervor that we had under hanzi remember where we used to keep making yeah. comebacks for like three months straight uh we don't oh seem to have that anymore but um, that gave me so much stress though yeah it gave me stress yeah. but like it, it was still a good feeling at the end whereas right now draws and losses i think and i think know. if we score first i think if we score first the owners would be on real to you know come forward and attack yeah. and when they do that it's like kind of falling you know into our hands because, it's, because, yeah, because we are pretty good at counter-attacking as well like you know and you can't give Bayern spaces like if they venture yeah. forward it yeah, means and that that's one thing too. i will i will say uh that vrl did give you went to space in the first half of the second leg like i didn't watch that's the first good. leg but the first half of the second leg they did give you went to space yeah, and I hope that the victory against Juventus, I know it's not going to happen, but I hope it kind of gives them a false sense of security that, you know, they, they may actually be able to spring up another it might, victory against It might also team. galvanize them, so you never know what kind of effect yeah. it will have. In, in that sense, I think Emery, like since VRL also have won the Europa League coming into this, so they oh, do yeah, have yeah. like big game experience. It's not like Benfica who are just struggling on as the underdogs throughout. VRL do have some big game experience. They have some players who have won trophies, so they know what they'll have to do. So in that sense, you know, it, it isn't easy. And in, in in comparison, you have a team that the Bayern experienced throughout, but we have Nagelsmann, who is a very inexperienced coach. So let's see. This will be Nagelsmann's, what, only his second quarterfinal, I think? 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah so that was one quarterfinal against RB Leipzig for RB Leipzig against against Atletico. Yeah, yeah, he, he won yeah. that, but yeah, and last year he got eliminated by Liverpool, I think. I think he has a pretty decent track record against Spanish teams. I mean, so far it's like one to zero on the championship. Yeah, so. uh, his his problem <laughs> is against the German coaches and yeah, Austrian coaches. Yeah. Anyway, so, um. I hope I think, uh, he continues that record against Villarreal as well. You yeah, know, that's pretty much what we all hope for. And I think I think that's it for us today. Don't you think? Like, do you have anything else to add? No, I don't even want to think about the semis right yeah, now. Yeah, so I, I don't want it. to either. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but uh, so, okay. So let's wrap it up here. And thank you for listening. You have been listening to Bavarian Podcast, folks. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. You can come to our blog and join the discussion. We have a wonderful community over here. You can also find us on every single one of your podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever you name it. And we will see you next time, which is probably going to be our post-game review of Union Berlin. So see you then. Good night.